Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. And we are back for the second and final hour of Sound Off without Brad Bennett. Uh, Brad called me this morning prior to us going on the air, and his wife Kathy had a uh, a situation where she had to go to the doctor, and so he took her to the doctor, and he asked that we uh, think of Kathy and him, uh, say a little prayer, and think of and uh, hope for a speedy recovery for Kathy. And uh, hopefully, uh, Brad will be back tomorrow, but we haven't heard any word yet. We'll hear later on. So for the next hour, I'm here, producer Kenny Callagher, and uh, we do have uh, callers on the phone. Please be patient real quickly. It's all about the weather, you know. It's all about the weather. 33 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers. Northeast wind at 17 miles an hour. Currently in Hibbing, overcast, 33 degrees, east wind at 9. Chance of snow and breezy today for folks in Hibbing, 30% chance of snow today. So any chance is going to be light, mainly flurries, uh, some light accumulation. Tonight is when uh, there will be some measurable snow, about a half an inch only for folks around Hibbing. Snow likely 18 for a low tonight. And Friday, a 20% chance of snow in the Iron Range. The best chance of snow for the Iron Range looks like Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday. And a Saturday night, they're already saying 2 to 4 inches for areas along the Masabi Iron Range. Snow, likely, mainly afternoon, hibbing, a high of 27, and those winds will be southeast, and they could gust up to 35. So, Keep that in mind. We're currently fair skies, 37 in Hayward, Wisconsin, there in Sawyer County. And uh, again, uh, the majority of the snow and the the advisories and the warnings are to our south and southwest. And that does include the metro area. The Twin Cities uh, right now, uh, they are under a winter weather advisory. Uh, and that is going to be in effect uh, from today uh, tonight at midnight uh, through March 10th at 6 o'clock. Rick is on the phone. Rick, what's on your mind? Well, where do I begin? Uh, Corey's, well, comments were, Corey's comments were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll see more of that revealed, more of the truth. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I did notice last night uh, with uh, Sean Hannity's show, Geraldo was trying to somehow justify Hunter Biden's um, activity by saying that it's you know similar to um, oh, what are people that that uh, approach politicians and you know in, try to get their influence um, lobbyists uh, yeah. yeah lobbyists yeah trying to compare them to lobbyists and. Um, and, and, you know, those people are lobbying Americans for American ideas. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, lobbying the, the vice president of the United States uh, and influencing them somehow to favor uh, favor another country's yeah. politics and, and positions. Uh, it, it isn't even a fair comparison. And I don't know how, how and why people let them, that guy get away with saying stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, and I guess my final comment is on Mayor Larson. Uh, have, has anybody ever seen anybody so dysfunctional in their whole life? Um, there, there's a big pile of garbage in tents down on Railroad Street again. You know, offer those people a hand up 
uh, a hand out of trouble, a place to stay, or a bus to get out of town. Yeah, it almost seems like they're given some priority over uh, uh, people that uh, are not homeless. We've got one of the finest hotels in the city right across the street from this pile of garbage. You know, clean it up. It's a, it, You know, it's have some city pride. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you, Rick. I mean, this... Enforce the law. Exactly. Let, let me ask you, this is an issue throughout America. Why are we here? And I think the reason we're here, I think the reason we're seeing such a, a, a large population of people that are on the streets, I think it has a lot to do with the opioid uh, situation, the opioid crisis. What do we do? How do we solve this problem? Where do they go? You know, with with all the with all the liberal uh, activity in the city of Duluth, there has got to be resources for these people, uh, and and either they're not being offered or they're not being accepted. And if they're not being accepted, send them somewhere else. Give them a bus ticket. Yeah. Send them someplace yeah. warmer. It's just you know it's 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 uh it's ridiculous that they're you know that they're. Uh, they continue to do that down on Railroad Street all summer last summer. It was nonstop. You know, they'd go there and they'd clean up the mess, move people on, and the next day they'd be back down the street a block. Yeah. You know, I mean, at one point or another, we have to try to come to come to terms with that. Yeah, I agree. Rick, thank you for the call. Um, you know, this is a topic that I think needs to be discussed more and talked more. We need to have a solution for this. And the solution is you can't live in a tent in Duluth. Okay, so what's the other option? I don't know. Work programs, incarceration, where do they go? Do they go to are they incarcerated at the St. Louis County Jail? No. So is it time now that uh, states and governments uh have buildings that are built and people are institutionalized there they can live you can stay here what do they do during the day they're not going to work or do some of them go to work again this is a wide range of people that are homeless and i think when we say homeless we think of people that don't have a home they're out in a tent and that's a sad thing i don't i wouldn't want to live that way but why are they there are they there because of mental health issues? Are they there because they were kicked out of the house? No, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's primarily the mental health issue and the drug addiction, the opioid, the methamphetamine, and it causes these people to develop mental health issues. So again, I I don't think we have any. I don't think we have a solution because if we did, we'd we'd implement it and we wouldn't have the problem. But they can't be where they're at. They can't be on Railroad Street. They can't be in the woods behind the Bethel. They can't be in the woods along the Cross City Trail. You you can't let people live there. So where do they live? Well, what they're doing in Duluth is they're taking a a lot of tax-forfeited land, and they're actually going to build structures there, and they're going to allow people to basically live there. Now, is that fair to the people that live in that area, own property, and live there? Because a lot of these people, I'm sorry to say, they bring a, an element of illicit drug use and crime.
And again, I know this is a problem nationwide, and if you think it's a problem here, go to Seattle, go to Portland, go to Los Angeles, or any big city in the Southwest, and and you won't believe your eyes. You literally won't believe your eyes. It's a sad state of affairs. I mean, when we see images like that in our big cities, you know, we think of seeing stuff like that in Mexico or some other uh, Central American Latin countries where they're much poorer than we are. And again, I think that uh, there's a lot of issues, and we're seeing it here in this state where now they're just going to give illegal immigrants driver's licenses. Does that help? Does enabling people help them? I don't know. But I know a lot of issues when it comes to uh, housing and urban development, HUD. I I didn't want to get into this topic, but if you want to stay on this, 218-722-0839. But you can get housing through HUD and maintain an illicit drug uh, lifestyle. Is that right? Should that be allowed? I don't think so. And can somebody that is actually dealing with a mental health issue, and sometimes I think that term is too generic. I really do. Because I think it needs to be more specific. But when people that are dealing with issues where they don't have the mental capabilities to live in a normal housing situation and get a job, what do you do with those people? And that's the big million-dollar question. Because now we're tiptoeing. Now we're mamby-pamby. And now, well, we can't. No pemming? Oh, we can't do that. And who do you hire? Who is on staff to oversee these people? And it's this, this is something. And this problem's not getting any better because it's a constant helping, enabling. Here, you can't be here, but you can be over here. Pitch your tent here, but not here. This is a tough issue, and I think it's something that really should be dealt with and should be addressed. But there's laws, and there's things that, well, we can't do that. Well, we can't let them, we can't treat them like that. We need to give them this and give them that. Give, give. It's always give, give, give. What do they give back? What do they give back? I mean, seriously. How long do you go with the handout? Here. You need more? Come back next month. I've said it before, I'll say it again, that the able-bodied young male should not be on welfare. Cut them off. Why are we giving them bus passes? I don't know. Listen, I've got to take a short break. The phone lines are jammed. Please be patient. We'll be right back. i 
KDAL time is 1124. We are overcast here in the Twin Ports, and we are currently at 32 degrees at the Sky Harbor Airport, 32 northeast wind at 22, gusting to 28 miles an hour, 19 on the wind chill, and we've got the phone lines jammed. We're going to go first to Mark from Moose Lake. Mark, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying no snow for him for a day so far. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. You know, you have snow, and then you have a day without snow, and then you go back to snow. <laughs> right. But, um, just on the topic you're talking about, and when they <clears throat> happened is, when they took away the state hospitals, at least when they did away with the state hospitals that took care of the uh, the alcoholics yes. to go for treatment, the yes. addicted for treatment, my mom used to work there. And when they said that these people now can go into society and now they've abandoned the state hospitals for those people to go to to get treatment, these are state-funded facilities, and when they did away with them, that's when these problems started. And right here in Moose Lake, of course, we had one, and they turned it into um, to the minimum security prison and so forth. That facility took care of more people. And, of course, in St. Peter, same thing. Those facilities were exactly what we need right now for what you're talking about to do away and at least get treatment to these people that can go there and get that taken care of. Now that that's gone, where do they go? They go on the streets. They go, they, they're going into neighborhoods that people don't want them in and, uh, or shouldn't have to have them in. They didn't have the needles in around. They didn't have all of these issues that we're seeing right now, especially for young kids and all these other. They took care of the mentally handicapped. We used to call them retarded. Now they're mentally handicapped, whatever. The point I'm making is that when these facilities went down, when they took the state, did away with them, that's when they created more problems. And they took care of all of those issues. And that's a fact that I know that because I lived with it and my mom worked there. And um, so, again, that's what needs to come back. They talk about getting help for these people. Well, they did away with that. Now you're going to bring them back? How are you going to bring them back now? you got to build new buildings, new facilities, updated, which would be good. But that's what needs to take place for us to cure part of this problem. Amen. Mark, I'm so glad you are talking about those details because you're absolutely right. The problem we're having is a lot. These people are dealing with mental health issues. They're dependent on a lot of illicit drugs, heroin, methamphetamine, whatever it might be. They don't belong in a tent underneath a bridge. They belong in a building that is state-run or county-run. Well, and these, these, they were they were locked up at night. They could not get out. They had people. Here's the other thing, Kenny, about this. When they moved them out into society thinking that they're going to uh, recreate these people just so they can live on their own, which is great. Some were able to do that. A lot of them that went into these facilities were addicted, and they came out uh, where they're no longer addicted unless they relapsed and so forth. But now you have to find more people in controlled environments. And these people were extremely, um, uh, a lot of times, they were so strong that people, they couldn't take care of them because they could handle them physically as well. And so now if you got somebody walking by on the street or some kids or whatever, let's say that they went off. And it has happened. I can give you an example. A guy got loose, and, and uh, he was disturbed. And he was walking about five miles from here, uh, walking around. And a lady's dog came out uh, to greet him. He grabbed the dog and, and 
twisted the dog's head and broke its neck and killed the dog. Is that what you really want to have out in your society? No, the answer is no, no, of course not. Uh, that's simple. But that is what happened. These are facts that I'm giving. These are yeah. not things that I'm making up. But, again, to take care of these people, facilities like that need to come back. Thanks, Mark. I'm so glad you called and brought up that issue with uh, state-run hospitals, county-run hospitals, whatever they were. And that's why we have the problem we have today is because we don't have them. So how do we fix the problem? Well, just like Mark said, we go back to that. Listen, we've got a special caller on the phone, and the reason I say that is because I've never met you, Shaggy, but I know Shaggy was a producer for Bradshaw. Shaggy, what other programs did you produce here at KDAL? Oh, I was. I did Lundin's show for a short bit. I did a whole bunch of... I did Lou Laddle for a very long time. Nice. Lou taught me a lot. Taught me so much about radio. Well, why did you get out of radio? Uh, unfortunately, I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> As he laughs about it. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's one of those things. If you can't, if, 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 if you can't make it something better, smile about it. Try to find a reason to laugh. Try to find a reason to smile, or else it's going to be that much worse. See what I mean? Well, I love it. So I'm glad you called. What's on your mind, Shaggy? I want to give you guys uh, a view from the other side. Now, I was homeless. Gotcha. I was one of those people that y'all are talking about. Now, I spent, I had to send my kids away, so I had, my children had to go live with their mom. Uh, it was me and my girlfriend living out of our car for about two years, roughly. Uh, the first year was couch hopping, the second half, the second year was living out of the car. All I did was work, and there were so many of us that uh, did nothing but work, and all we did was save our money and try to find places to live. But unfortunately, the way that uh, it's built right now, landlords won't give you a chance if you're homeless. The HUD that everybody talks about, you're looking at a three-year waiting list of living on the streets before they'll even give you a chance. And that's if you have kids. If you don't have kids, it's going to be a longer wait list. So what do we do when we find ourselves in this predicament? It was literally, I had my feet pulled up from me by a family member, and I had nowhere else to go. So I had to live out of the car. I had to send the kids off. I had nowhere else to go. It wasn't drug addiction. There's so many of us out there who I was friends with that I, you know, I, we lived around who were not drug addicts. We just had nowhere else to go. Uh, you know, locking us up into a, 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 a home or an a, a, a institution would not have helped us. It would have hindered us, if anything. At least it would have gotten us off the streets. You know, locking somebody up is, is as if that's, they're doing the wrong thing when so many of us, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, I'm glad you called. My first question, Shaggy, is how are you doing today? Uh, better. I'm actually in a house. Me and my family, me and my kids are living, my kids are living with me again, thankfully. Uh, we're doing a heck of a lot better now. Uh, we've been there for roughly a year now, and it's rock solid. So we're not looking to be homeless more, thankfully. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, I think there are different aspects, different uh, segments, if you will, of this issue. For instance, you, you weren't the guy that was living in a tent uh, putting needles in your arm. You were working, you were functioning, you were living in your car, and I've known other people like that. And I think maybe that is one of the big problems here is the housing issue. We always talk about affordable housing. Well, 
where do we where does the housing come from? Well, it comes from city governments, it comes from private development, it comes from a, a variety of areas. And I think the housing stock in Duluth right now is in a critical state and uh we need more housing. I think that is one of the things that would take care of this problem. Absolutely. To this point right now, I'm basically scraping pennies together to keep this place. Like, I'm going to keep working my tuchus off. Like, I'm working right now. Yeah. I'm working as a cabbie, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing that. Uh, okay, well, let me ask you this, Shaggy, and, and I appreciate what you're doing there. What about the other side of this? What about the person that is suffering from addi- addiction, is suffering from mental health, is living in a tent underneath a tree in a wooded area outside of or downtown Duluth? I will say this. Uh, somebody who wants to get clean will get clean with help. Somebody who does not want to get clean, they will never get clean, no matter how many treatments you throw them into. And shaming somebody for having mental health is not going to help them. If anything, it's going to hinder them and push them further away from wanting to help. Get that help. Uh, one of my good friends, John, him and his uh, fiance Marilyn, just got off the streets to uh, thanks to the uh, help of Mac V. Wonderful organization. That's one of the reasons why I've uh, supported them as much as I have. But you know, those are one of those people you were talking about who were living in the skywalks, who were living on the streets, who were living in tents. And John is a wonderful person. He worked us, took us off. He's trying to do the best he can. It's just unfortunately he found himself in a bad situation where thankfully McAfee was able to help him. But that's the problem we're having right now because I truly believe once we pass the ability to panhandle, we kind of went belly up as a city as far as it goes for welcoming all those drugs, welcoming all those needles on our streets. I remember living downtown before I was homeless, and we'd see people shooting up outside of our dinner table, our, our dinner, our, uh, our uh you know, our dining room window while we're eating dinner. I have to close the shades and go, kids, just don't look. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, call the police. Oh, the police aren't going to arrest them. The police are just going to shoot them away and send them somewhere else. Well, not necessarily wanting to have people arrested, but what what can we do to help them get off drugs? Well, unfortunately, not much unless they want to get clean. Well, I'm glad you called. I'm glad to learn that you are doing fairly well, at least better than you were. And I'm going to encourage you to call when Brad is on the show. And, uh, Shaggy, thanks so much for calling. Listen, I've got to go to CBS News and get this uh, bottom-of-the-hour break fitted in here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. KDAL time is 1138. We are overcast here in the Twin Ports, downtown Duluth. I do not see any snow falling, not even flurries. We're at freezing. We're 32 degrees, and we're probably going to be there for a while. Uh, We do have the winds. Uh, Currently at Sky Harbor Airport, northeast wind at 22, gusting to 28. So uh, it is blustery out there. Some might say it's gnarly. Yeah, if you're a surfboarder, and they do surf on the waves here and uh, at the western tip of Lake Superior. And uh, say, listen, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Lohmeyer at Solutions Insurance Agency. We talk to him this time of the day every Thursday about what they have as a win of the week. But, Chris, I understand you want to do something a little different this morning. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kenny. Absolutely, yes. As everybody knows, we like to feature those wins of the week, you know, those situations where we're able to help either a new client or even an existing client with rewriting the insurance if it needs that. But today I'm excited to share a review, a really nice review, an online review, not only of our agency, five out of five stars review, 
but also uh, referencing Maggie uh, as uh, this person's insurance agent. So um, this is a really cool thing, and it's just such good news. I just wanted to read it out loud. How does that sound? Yeah, I'm eager to hear it. All right. Well, this person wrote on the Internet, took the time to type this out to say that they got their latest insurance bills for house and autos. They went way up. So called Maggie, and she had ideas to bring down the costs. Not only did she cut my auto insurance in half, she also found a way to increase my coverage, plus lowered my house insurance. Way to go, Maggie. Three exclamation points. So um, we really love to hear that when that kind of thing uh, comes down the pike. Kenny. That's awesome. And, you know, this is something that we hear from you every week where you're saving people money, but more than just saving them money, you're giving them better coverages. And that really is a win-win situation. That's absolutely our goal, Kenny. And, um, you know, we roll up our sleeves. We like to do that insurance shopping for people. Saves them a ton of time on doing that comparison shopping that they'd otherwise have to do by calling agent one, a second agent, a third agent, a fourth agent. And I'll tell you, giving the same information that's required on either personal insurance or business insurance, you do that over and over, agent after agent, and you're never going to do that kind of thing again because of the amount of time it takes. So that's our business. We do that. We love doing it. And uh, people can give us a call at 218-628-1878, and we'll roll up our sleeves and see what we can do for them. Or people can even dive on the Internet and check out our website. They can even do a little chat thing and send us a message right through the website. Now, our website is www.solutionsagencies.com. Solutions is plural. Agencies is plural. .com, and we're accessible that way, too. It's great. It really is, because we've talked about it over and over uh, with the crushing inflation we have. People have another uh, outlet, if you will, to save money and put more money back in their pocket and even get better coverages. And it's just a great thing that you're doing for the community here. But you do reach out. I know people outside of the Twin Ports can also uh, get insurance through Solutions Insurance Agency. Absolutely, Kenny. And you, you hit the nail right on the head about uh, inflation and everything going up. And boy, people have been calling us, you know, even just in the last probably three, four months um, about uh, just amazing how high their insurance premiums oftentimes have taken a jump. And that really prompted them to give us a call. And uh, and that's really been keeping us busy at the office. And we like that. Awesome. Well, Brad is out today. I know that he's uh, sorry that he's missed this segment because really, Chris, he really, truly enjoys talking to you and hearing the different wins of the week. It is an exciting thing, Kenny. So uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. All right. Chris Lohmeyer, Solutions Insurance. Again, write this phone number down. And like Brad has said in the past, put it on your phone book. And a lot of people are What is a phone book? Wherever you put this phone number, write it down so it's at your fingertips. 218-628-1878-solutionsagencies.com is another option. And we truly appreciate the work that they do to help people save money and stay insured and maybe sometimes get better coverage. So call them today, 218 628-1878. Thanks, Chris. We've got Tom from Port Wing on the phone. Uh, Tom, how are you? 
this after. I guess it's morning. I've been saying afternoon. Okay. Well, I'm I'm doing just fine. Uh, it was great to hear from Shaggy as an old time uh, Lou Lotto caller. I often wondered what happened to him, and I'd encourage him to call again. Um, you yeah. know, there's an old saying, Kenny: charity starts at home. And uh, while I was on hold, I was going through uh, the the cushions under the couch and the chain cup. In this country, there's literally no reason why we don't have the resources. Here's just a couple of things. $100 billion in Ukraine to kill Russians, $85 billion left in Afghanistan, $90 billion in waste, fraud, and abuse in the Medicare Medicaid program. This country cannot say that we don't have the resources to uh, help people out. I had a brother, uh, he's passed away now, he was a Vietnam vet, and he suffered from mental illness. And, you know, that charity really did start at home. It took a lot of effort to keep him off the streets and not in one of those tents years ago. And that's my my encouragement to anybody out there who has family members that they know are living that way. Maybe extending a, a hand of charity to them would be a start. You know, and secondly, I would say to this country, we're importing, uh, what, 2 million-plus people came into the country last year, uh, unannounced, uninvited, and many of them will end up as homeless. Well, Tom, and, they come yeah. here homeless. Yeah, and why are we importing people? We already have a huge problem in this country, and we, we're, we're inviting more homeless into it? That's shameful. That should not be happening. This, any administration that allows that to happen uh, should be embarrassed out of office. And I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. We, we, really, we really do have the money to help these people. And some of that help went back to what Mark was talking about, because that was also an assist to the family. There were institutions that would help people out when the family no longer had the resources or the capabilities to deal with people that way. There was an institution. It's got to be better than living in a tent when it's 10 below zero down on, uh, you know, Railroad Street. Come on. Amen. It, it's gotta, anything's got to be better than that. Sometimes you have to force people, uh, Kenny. You, you can't just say, well, you know, we'll usher you down the street two more blocks and then we'll get back in our car and leave. Yeah. No, people need to be forced into some of these institutions, and that's the, uh, that's the side of it that people wanted to get away from. Yes. They wanted to say, no, they have a right to live that way. No, they don't, because it's not humane. It's not humane to them, and it's not humane to their families and the rest of society. We need to actually take them by the hand and institutionalize some of these people, because they're incapable of taking care of themselves. What kind of a society are we, you know, that we can just drive by and, and say, well, we can't do nothing about that. Tom, you're right on. That's how I feel about it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. You know, listen to what Tom said, that a lot of, and, and listen to what Shaggy said, and listen to the conversation that we're having, is that when it comes to homelessness, when it comes to people that are that don't have a place to live, what do we see? Do we see Shaggy living in the back of his car? Do we see the homeless person that is staying at their uh, grandparents' house and living in the basement? 
or do we see and notice the person that simply has no family, a drug problem, a drug addiction, and they're living in a tent underneath a willow tree in the woods out by the ore docks. So you have those different parts of homelessness. So where's the grandma or the uncle or the aunt to help the person that's living in the tent inside the willow tree underneath the ore docks? Well, you know, I would bet that a lot of times those people have been offered help by a family member. And they've gotten to the point, and, and I know this firsthand, and, and, and mental health, mental illness is a tough thing. It's a tough thing to deal with. And a lot of the problems that we're having, I'm sorry to say, aren't so, there, there aren't... We're going to go to our Minnesota news break here. I'm going to try to gather my thoughts here. But not everybody is... Re, is able to be rehabilitated. And when I say rehabilitated, I'm talking about the chronic, severe cases of people that are suffering from homelessness, the people that are on the streets that don't have job skills, that don't have the mental capability to know that where they're at is not a place to be. They're out there. Some of those people are there. So what do we do with those folks? And I think that's the focus that a lot of people are concerned about. The needles, the drugs, the tents, the boxes that we see, where do they go to the bathroom? They're going to the bathroom right outside their doorstep, and their doorstep is a tent or a piece of cardboard. This shouldn't be happening, and we've got to do better. And let's start here in Duluth. We can talk about other areas of the United States that have it far worse than us, but we've got to be concerned about what we're doing here at home. And we heard from one of the callers, I'm not sure who it was, that brought up the Bill of Rights, the Homeless Bill of Rights. Is that, a, is that a wrong thing? In some ways, I think it is. That it's just, oh, you can be homeless, you can be a drug addict. Yeah, we'll give you a porta potty in a tent. Ah. Listen, we've got to take a short break here. We've got Minnesota Twins baseball coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to wrap this up. KDAL. China has leaked more daylight. Chinese daylight is a nuisance. After speaking with President Xi, I completely forgot what we spoke about. We'll be shedding more light on all the news of the day. Mask your eyes and your skin. This is KDAL, 610 AM and FM at 103.9. KDAL time is 1154. National Weather Service in Duluth, 32 degrees overcast. There might be some flurries around the area. I don't see any. I see no snow falling here in downtown Duluth. Again, this Saturday night, when you go to bed Saturday night, you spring ahead. Clocks go forward an hour. Yeah, 2 a.m. Sunday the 12th is when they say you should do that. And uh, so we're going to uh, gain. Uh, our, we're gonna, we lose an hour, don't we? Yeah, because you go to bed at midnight, and then you go to bed, and you turn the clock to 1 a.m. Yeah, so we're going to lose an hour's sleep. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. I know a lot of people are fed up with this stuff. I like it. (laughs) Something to look forward to after a long winter. And winter's not over. Say, listen, we're pretty much done with the program today, and I want to thank all the callers that called. Uh, I want to thank the advertisers 
that uh, were with us today as well. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow is a regular scheduled program. So tomorrow, 11 to 2. And hopefully Brad's back tomorrow. Again, Brad was off today. His wife, Kathy, was feeling ill, so they went to the doctor. And we hope that she's going to be well and that Brad will be back tomorrow and hopefully has some good news for us tomorrow. And so for everyone today, uh, again, we've got Twins Baseball at noon, so not much uh, going on right now. Um, Today's National Meatball Day. National Meatball Day. This is one of the best days of the year. I don't care if it's a Swedish meatball. I don't care if it's an Italian meatball made with turkey. You go right ahead. Make it with beef. That's fine with me. But National Meatball Day, listen, I am an Italian meatball with red sauce guy. All right? I don't mind an Italian meatball with um, Alfredo. I don't mind. a. Sw- I love Swedish meatballs. My wife, she's Swede. She's got Sami heritage. And she makes the best Swedish meatball. She really does. Uh, we talked about it being National Barbie Day. And it's also National False Teeth Day. Do you have false teeth? Well, if you do, today's your day. Yeah. And again, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, bring you uh, the topic, the, the topical things of the day, whatever they might be. And... Uh, We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about that. But uh, in the meantime, we are going to go to our Twins baseball here at the uh, top of the hour. Now, I believe we're just going to go right into baseball. There might be some news here. I'm not sure. It varies from time time to time. So uh, bear with us there on that. And uh, we'll be back uh, to get... Ooh, there it is. We'll be back to get caught up with the things of the day tomorrow. All the topics. Yeah. Again, thank you. Go to our website, kdal610.com. You can listen to the podcast day or night. And we have other content there, of course, the news and the weather. We have the best weather radar, especially when it comes to snow, because it, uh, it shows you the snow, the mixed precipitation, or the rain. It does differentiate. So KDAL610.com, click on the weather tab and find the radar there. It's the best. You'll love it. Again, we're overcast. We're freezing 32 degrees in downtown Duluth. A northeast wind kicking at 25, gusting to 32 miles an hour on the gusts. 19 on the wind chill. And we've got snow coming, and we're not going to see much accumulation, maybe an inch or two tonight. And then uh, Friday we'll have uh, snow likely, and Friday night uh, nothing accumulating. The next accumulating snow, Saturday and Saturday night, could see several inches here in the Twin Ports, so stay tuned for that. We're holding our own at 103 inches. And uh, where are we on the list of the snowiest uh, seasons? So I had it here. Where did it go? Oh, here it is. At 103 inches, we are currently in 17th place of the snowiest winters so far. But we've got more snow to come, and we'll deal with it. We've got Twins Baseball coming up at the top of the hour. Twins Baseball here on KDAL. KDAL, your home. 
for Minnesota Twins baseball. Who do we have today? Let's see. We've got Twins, oh, versus the Dominican Republic. Hmm, that'll be interesting. Twins baseball coming out. We'll be back tomorrow. More than 80 years. KDAF.